It is a land of tremendous beauty. High, soaring mountains and deep, rich valleys. And it's here, in this land, John prepares the way for light to heal darkness. A young virgin carries a promise toward Bethlehem, where shepherds, scholars, and angels wonder at the bright star born in a humble cave. Now, together, we welcome you into our hearts. Light our lives with the power of hope, peace, joy, and love undimmed by centuries and manifest in this one truth. Christ is coming. Uh, and getting ready for Friday night uh, where we're doing the prayer for the banquet, I've been asked many times to do invocations for events, so I'm not surprised when that happens. So I know anticipation of anything beyond that. But I should, have, I should have been suspicious when my wife bought me a new shirt and new tie for the event, <laughs> made me wear a jacket, said, that's wrinkled. You've got to do something different with that, you know. And so I begin, you know, I should have been able to connect with that, but I did not uh, do that. When they began talking about the person going to receive the award, I wasn't even paying attention. And she elbowed me and said, listen, listen. I'm not always the best listener in the room. So she encouraged me to listen to what was being said. And then it dawned on somewhere that, that was me. So I do appreciate all the affirmation and words about that. Today we continue in our message series, Christmas in the Holy Land. Uh, we had a group go there. We're talking about that. But today's a little bit unique. Uh, because we're sharing together in the Noel event at 11 o'clock for those who might want to attend that. And also tonight at 6 o'clock, uh, this is really almost a standalone message and reflection with uh, this series. So please be aware of that today as we look at Isaiah in a little bit. But I also want to ask you to think about doing something. For us in our church, Christmas Eve is an enormous event, not only celebrating Christ's birth for us, Coming together with music and the kids and choirs and, and praise and, and lighting those candles that's so meaningful for each one of us as we sing Silent Night. It's also a time to greet and welcome many, many, many guests and visitors, all kinds of guests. Some just looking for a service to come to on Christmas Eve and they find out we're doing it and they show up in one of our many services. Uh, often it's someone, though, who may be a family member or friend who is traveling here and wants to join with their family in the event. And so greeting and ushering is a key part of Christmas Eve for us. Uh, and I'm because, I know because of our season, it's difficult sometimes to find time to do that. But if you ever thought about making that a Christmas gift that you want to give to others, on Christmas Eve, we're giving you a chance to sign up today to do that especially. This one time only if you want to do that. We're going to have the sign-up sheets in the back in the atrium. Go back that way and you can write down which service you're going to be attending. And they're all in your bulletin today. Uh, we have uh, the Wednesday Christmas Eve services. There are six of them. And the one, two, three, yeah, six. And there's two on Tuesday night. That's the pre-Christmas Eve. They're the same services. We're just offering for those who may not be able to make it on Christmas Eve. We want them still to come to Silent Night, Holy Night, and the lighting of the Christ candle. And so if you'd like to help, go back when the service is over and sign up. Say which service you'll be able to help. You come 15 minutes early to, to greet, and you greet at the end as well when people leave. You get the Merry Christmas. We're glad you're here. The welcome. It's a tremendous part of the service. And so if you'd like to help, or the, or, and, and also your email address, if you don't have one of those, your phone number. 
and we'll get back with you, let you know how that's going to work. And you can offer a Christmas gift in that very special way uh, on Christmas Eve, the service that you attend. So wonderful. So I think about doing that today. Today we're also looking at uh, these words. I'm going to read them in a minute, but I want to share some images first. Because what are the images of Christmas that come to mind for you? You know, there's smells of Christmas. An evergreen tree makes me think of Christmas, especially my childhood Christmas events and times. The aroma of wassail. Came home this week and my wife was making uh, apple cider donuts, which means she's boiling apple cider. It smells like Christmas when that apple cider is boiling. Chris, cool weather makes us think of Christmas sometime. Not today. It's more windy and wet, but it's where we are today. The sounds of Christmas. Uh, my, uh, my radio, my car is on Christmas station. I listen to Christmas music off the season. I like it when I get in my car to turn on and hear Christmas songs, secular and sacred. I like that. But I'll show you some other Christmas images that sometimes come to mind. I'll show you the first one. Here's a Christmas image that I really like. Uh, that's my grandson, youngest grandson, with a little Christmas hat. And, you know, that's a Christmas image for us, right? You may have those in your life and family. Maybe you have one of you looking like that, though don't show it to me if you do, uh, if you're an adult. But you may have one, who knows. Uh, but that's something that we, he didn't have much on below the hat, by the way, is the reason I'm making that joke, but you know the rest of that story. That's Christmas image too, right? The meal, the food. And Now, we tried the Christmas goose one time. Don't do that. Uh, go with the turkey or the ham or whatever you like. Goose did not work uh, for us. Maybe I didn't know how to cook it. Uh, Black Friday sale, and that's a Christmas image too. In fact, on Thursday, we had a pre-black sale of Black Friday. My wife went with my oldest daughter, and they went to the store. And they called uh, my two oldest granddaughters to also go. They stood in four lines with things they were purchasing for several hours uh, to get the cheap deal on Black Friday. So you might think of Christmas around that. That's certainly one of the images. And Christmas lights. I mean, what else? Uh, I love Christmas lights. Our neighbors across the street uh, did a great job putting all their lights up on this, the, the tall house and climbing the roof to do it. He did it himself. And, and I saw him two weeks later, uh, yesterday in fact, doing it again. I said, what's going on? He said, well, I put all the lights up and I got to where the plugs that met didn't match. I got all the work done. The last plug didn't work. You know, uh, Chevy Chase movie right there. So I had to redo them all to make this plug go into that plug so the lights would actually work. Uh, Next one. Uh, This is an image from last year, just a block from our church. Uh, Remember the ice storm last year? It's hard to forget. We have a lot of people today running in the Dallas Marathon. It was canceled last year. They're running for Zoe ministry, many of them are. Uh, Pastor David's running right now probably. Yeah, he's still running uh, for Zoe ministry. Uh, and so uh, they couldn't run last year, but they are this year. And this, that cold caused the snowman to fall there on the emergency room, and it kind of knew. Homeless for Christmas, do you think like that? You know, we had a, we had a lot of folks yesterday serving homeless people Christmas, uh, a meal, uh, some activities they were doing, and also communion together. And I was out there for part of that. And we had a lot of folks out there from our church in Fort Worth doing that. Uh, and that was a Christmas party. That's my family uh, last year at Christmas time. We're all together. That may be a Christmas image for you. It is for us. We have all kind of Christmas images. Uh, uh, by the way, our program for Noel tonight was supposed to be at 7 o'clock. We changed the time. I don't know why. I can't figure out why you moved it to 6. Uh, AT&T Stadium, of course, they're not playing AT&T Stadium today. They're playing in Philadelphia, but because of a football game has caused us to make that change. And that's some images in there. Here's the last one. Leave it up there for a while. You know, it's just a, just a man in a church. He's just praying. That's it. 
That's all he's doing. There's no real Christmas decorations around. There's no lights. There's, Santa's not there in the background, you know, none of those things you see. There's no turkey on the table, just a Bible and a cross, and he's kneeling and he's praying. So what are the images of Christmas that strike you? Uh, what are they that make Christmas Christmas for you? I'm going to read for you now Isaiah 40, uh, just verse 3 through 5. Uh, hear God's word today. A voice is calling... Clear the way for the Lord in the wilderness. Make smooth in the desert a highway for our God. Let every valley be lifted up and every mountain and hill be made low. And let the rough ground become a plain and the rugged terrain a broad valley. Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed. It's the Christmas promise here in Isaiah. And all will see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. The promise of Christmas in those amazing words. Two other verses to add to the glory of Christmas today as we think about the word glory. Luke 2, 9 and Luke 2, 30 and 31. And the angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were terribly afraid. They were frightened in the good news of Christmas. And then Luke 2, 30, 31, prophecy again of the coming of Christ. For my eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared in the presence of all peoples. To see Christ is to see, to see an infant child, the incarnation, is to see Jesus. How special that is. You know, I enjoyed hearing John uh, Geierman sing today, uh, Hallelujah, a great song that I love hearing. love hearing him singing as well. Some years ago, he was helping lead worship, and my brother was preaching that day. Uh, and he preached, and he asked me later on, who's that John Garman guy? I really love his voice and how he sings, you know. And I said, well, uh, this is who he is, and he was in your church for three years before he came to our church. You just didn't know it, <laughs> you know. He said, really? Yeah, yeah, because John told me that, that he came from your church there in Waco where my, pa- my brother's a pastor out there. You know, sometimes we have right in our midst the glory of God. We just haven't turned our eyes to that. What's really here? I'll tell you why I think that's the case. Uh, Rhonda and I uh, think occasionally back to our poor days. Now, we're not rich now, but we had a time when we were poor. Uh, We could have had food stamps if we wanted them. We just didn't do it. Back in our college days, when I was going to to college, we had two babies uh, while we were going to the university there in Missouri. And so we were pretty well broke, had some GI Bill. Uh, And my story is like this. Uh, we paid the doctor when our children came $50 a month leading up to the birth, then the hospital $50 a month afterwards to get it paid, the bill paid off. Can't do that today because of how we did it. It'd be $500 probably a month today, but uh, that's how those kids came into our life. Uh, I thought I was in high cotton when I got a job at a local cemetery for two bu- $250 an hour. And I'd occasionally get that $100 check. It was a miracle when it came to help us, you know, feed ourselves and our family and pay our, my college bills. I would occasionally bring Rhonda flowers home from the cemetery. Uh, now, I didn't steal them. They would, there were certain times you would take them all up and throw them away. And I'd find them still pretty and I'd bring them home. Years later, she said, I couldn't believe you did that. But she didn't say that then. I thought, she'll love these flowers. They're from a cemetery, husband. You know, but it didn't cross my mind because I worked there. It was kind of normal to me, but it wasn't to her. 
remember pulling out of a trash can there, our boss, uh, his wife threw away their stainless steel pots and pans because they were so hard to clean. She got tired of them. I pulled them out of there, took them home. Look, Rhonda, I, bought, I got us some pots and pans, you know, and we used those for years, by the way. You know, she was grateful for that one. She didn't make the same claim about, as, as about the flowers. And returning Coke bottles in, you don't do that much now, to get money to cover occasionally expenses for formula for one of our babies. That was also part of our journey in those years. Getting a $10 gift in the mail from my Aunt Bidey was a miracle. We could buy more bread, and we would go buy uh, loaves of consumer's bread, which was uh, uh, four loaves for a buck. Can't do that now either, but we could back then. That was our story, definitely below the poverty line. Now, as I think about poverty, I'm going to make a claim that we are, in our culture, deep poverty in America. Not deep poverty uh, when it comes to entertainment, certainly none of that, lots of entertainment out there. Not deep poverty because of food, there's plenty of food sources out there. Uh, Not poverty and the overwhelming abundance that most of us experience, instead there is a poverty of, a poverty of awe, a poverty of glory, a poverty of who God really is in our midst. We are desensitized to anything that creates awe and majesty and glory in our life. We're so overwhelmed. Our senses are so overwhelmed by all that's around us. We simply miss what God really wants us to have. So it's a moment of awe of what God has done and is doing for us in Jesus Christ each day and every day, desensitization of awe, of the holy, of the glory, of the grand of God himself. Isaiah says, unto us a child is born, a son is given. 9.6 says he will be wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Do you get the glory of that, those words and the truth of Christ come to us in a world where there's a poverty of glory, a poverty of holy moments, a poverty of entering the very presence of God or missing the presence of God, which we so easily do? I think that's the reason why. We just miss it. It's there we don't turn to look and see in a song that's sung. There's God in that song, in those words, and the person singing it. We don't turn and look and see a a candle lit. We've seen candles before, but love and and joy and the peace that comes in Christ. The words that will continue in this story, in this series. We miss it. We don't turn and watch the video and see the camera showing the spot where people come and they reach down, they touch the star where many believe Christ was born, where the stableness and the manger was. We miss it. We miss it. We don't take time to see it. We sometimes don't turn to it because we don't, hear me now, we don't want the spiritual trauma that comes when we see the majesty and glory of God. Is it calls for change. It calls for repentance. It calls for forgiving people in our life and our world. It causes for giving things up and bringing new things in it. And we don't want the spiritual trauma that's created by that, so we simply avoid it. We just glimpse, but we don't stop long enough to say, there is the glory of God who's come to us. And three questions reflected from what we've talked about uh, in the entry to here in the Scripture verses that come from the Bible verses, here they are. When is the last time Christmas caused you to be afraid? 
Certainly it makes us say, that smells, smells like Christmas. That looks like Christmas. That feels like Christmas. And we miss, well, wait, it's about the glory of God. That God, in this unique way, came into our world. Think what it means. We have the world created called the Garden of Eden. And there's Adam and Eve. And they sin. They're cast out of the garden. And so, in other words, Adam and Eve lived in the world God made for them. When they were cast out, they create their own world. We see the results of that. Back in Jesus' time, that's the same way that it was now. And God sent his son into that world. I'm going to come into the world you created, a broken world, a sinful world, a dying world, a desperate world, a needy world, a world of poverty, and I come and bring to you my glory as I choose to reveal it. Not the way we might think, but instead this year, there's really amazing way God becomes human for us and walks with us, Emmanuel, God with us. When's the last time Christmas caused you to be afraid? When's the last time you stopped to experience God's glory? Even thought of God that way? Or thought of your faith that way? Or thought of what it was to be a Christian that way? Or thought of what it was to worship God that way? The glory of God, the amazing glory of who God is for you and me. When's the last time you stopped to experience God's glory? And thirdly, when's the last time you turned your eyes to God's salvation? As the prophet here turns and sees, my eyes have seen the salvation of God. My salvation is here in the Christmas good news, Christ is born. So my challenge is let's do that this morning. Let's do that this season. Let's do that this Christmas. Let's do that tonight, 6 o'clock, when we see Noel and sing of the glory of God and think, I'm turning my eyes to God in this, the good news, fear, awe, being thankful. We easily know and are drawn to the warmth and memories of Christmas as part of our story. I, I feel those, know those, hear those too. But we do, do we know the God of Christmas? The part where we are changed, the part where we are challenged, the part where we encounter the glory of God and God's good news come in Jesus Christ. The part where we see God's glory. We know the glory of winning on a football field. We know the glory of a mountain sunset, maybe the, the glory of a victory in a battle. We hear those stories and are inspired by them. But do we know the glory of God, which is the glory of God is, is a baby, which is God come to our world to live with us. It says, here I am. I give myself to you. Do we grab hold of that gift? Appreciate the gift. Do we join the shepherds in bringing ourselves, wise men bringing their gifts all of us coming and saying, my eyes have seen the salvation, my salvation that God gives. There's glory in this special gift God offers me. The glory of God revealed in, a, uh, in need, in hurt, in a poverty, in a messy place of a stable, a different kind of glory. But we know that's the glory that we need. That's the glory God sends to us today. Turn your eyes to that and there see the salvation of God for you and for me. Will you pray with me, please? Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your glory. Glory we so often miss. Don't take time to see. Maybe don't understand. Look for glory in other ways and other places other than a child who is you in our world. But today we think about that. We need to see your glory, God. We need to experience awe. We need to experience fear in thinking about this miracle of God revealed so wonderfully to you and me today in this service. Thank you, God, for this gift. 
And so, Lord, we turn our hearts and minds toward your glory, God. Help us see that this season, even today, in the days and the weeks to come, and even more beyond Christmas and the lives that we would live. Maybe so, God, as we experience, Lord, a little bit of spiritual trauma by coming to see you, and in that, knowing how you see us. Now it brings grace to us and change to us. Maybe so in Jesus' name, amen.